Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Tuesday the 15th of February. I'm Charles Firth and with me are Gabby and Dom. Hello. Hello. And uh, did everyone have a great Valentine's Day last night? Yes, <laughs> I had an amazing Valentine's Day yesterday. Oh yeah. Because we did absolutely nothing. Yeah, me not too. We did not recognise it in any way. Mm-hmm. In previous years we've gone through the whole ritual of going and having a restaurant and having to book something and you couldn't find anywhere. I never buy a prison until it's too late. Yesterday, absolutely no bar at all. I just think it's brilliant. I'm, and I want to do it for my wife's birthday and for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. If, if there's nothing expected, then no one can be disappointed. Yeah, my boyfriend and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we both woke up, went, see you later, and then got home and went, oh, it's fucking Valentine's Day. So then we naturally didn't do anything. Well, I am a genius because I booked a Valentine's Day dinner a oh, few yeah. weeks ago. And how really? out of pocket are you now? Well, at the fanciest restaurant in my suburb, like it was on the point, Harbour Views, it was lovely, right? Get to the end of the night, you're right, bit of a big bill. Yep. Right? Mm. So I, you know, get out the credit card to pay for it. Oh, I see. I did the whole thing with the thing and the machine and everything like that. Right. I think it's called paying, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not revolutionary, Charles. Right. And sort of thing, oh, you got to give a tip. So I did the whole... Like it was sort of ten percent, oh about God. thirty-five bucks. It's very expensive. Riveting evening. This sounds like. Get home. Look at the FPOS receipt. Yeah, they didn't charge me for the dinner. I just paid the tip. Just the tip. Wow. I got that. So I got a moral dilemma here. It's which a is true Valentine's Day miracle. <laughs> it's literally living out the just the tip prophecy. It's I've like. Got, so what do I do? Do I go back no. and say no? Fess it's up. a no. It's a Valentine's Day gift. Like okay, I'll give you an example. I got a pair of jeans, got the pair of jeans. Four days later, the exact same pair of jeans turns up. Do I report it? No. Why would I? They sent me two pairs of jeans. The universe wants you to have two pairs of jeans. And look, Charles, as the homeowner in this conversation, <laughs> we know <laughs> that the undeserved economic benefits always are going to flow to you. Yes. You should, yes. You should use the 350 bucks, whatever it was, that you saved and just put it towards the purchase of your fourth home. But the thing is, the, the maitre d' who actually runs the whole place was going on about how terrible business has been yeah. under lockdown and how this is the first good night. No- like, it was a whole mm. sob story. Was okay, well, maybe if, you're, if your models are keeping you up at night for your expensive, I don't know what the fuck you ordered for $350, what, lobster dong. But, like, if you go back and admit... <laughs> Yeah. I've I've not paid. What if? How do you know karma won't then benefit you again? It'll be one of those horrible things where it's like well, I'm keep here on to pay, him. and they go, "Thank you for your honesty. Here's a thousand dollars." It just yes. seems like one of those things that it'll just keep it'll, building. It'll so keep building. So I, I reckon just, maybe admit then, yeah. You just no, just nip it in the bud so yeah. I don't get any more. You of don't this deserve good karma. any more good no. karma. Yeah, just fills Crea- you with guilt. Create some bad juju for yourself. You got to balance things out. On today's show, we take a look at the anti-vaxxer protesters that are sweeping the globe. Plus, we're going to have to do a wrap-up on that horrific 60 Minutes interview with Jenny Morrison. Oh, we haven't done that, oh yet, that was so. on. I was watching Survivor. Um, I know what you should do. You should pay the 350 bucks to the person who we made <laughs> watch the 60 Minutes interview. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow in the Chaser Newsroom. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins have regretfully declared they were too busy to watch Scott Morrison's 60 Minutes puff piece appearance on Sunday night. Meanwhile, Carl Stefanovic has come down with a terminal case of pink eye after conducting the interview with Morrison. Hopeless romantic and sex symbol Peter Dutton has returned the countless Valentine's Day cards sent to his office this year to the disappointment of millions of fans across the globe. After being flooded with flowers, chocolates and erotic poetry, Dutton was forced to publicly announce he is still happily married to Mrs Potato Head. Finally, an awkward moment today as a local man discovered nobody else in his work meeting was there to fuck spiders. Upon receiving a memo from his boss, notifying everyone that this was to be a productive day, the man discreetly left the meeting before anyone could notice his eight-legged lingerie set. Those are the latest Chaser headlines. Uh, Apologies for that last one, by the way. Yeah. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. So it's Tuesday. It's now 36 hours after 60 Minutes had their exclusive, explosive tell-all interview with Scott Morrison and Jenny oh, Morrison. That was on. And I was watching Survivor. Yeah, on Sunday night. Oh, I was watching Survivor. So we've got John here. He was assigned the task of watching it on I'm Sunday. So sorry, John. Did you indeed watch it live? Uh, I didn't watch it live. I live tweeted it, but I didn't watch it live. So what I didn't said was I got drunk during that time and then watched it once it was online. So this whole interview is about how Scott Morrison's career is basically over, but Jenny can save it. So I've actually got the uh, so I've got a clip of how the show was introed by Carl Stefanovic. And with just a short time before we vote on his future, not even the mythical Scotty from marketing would take on the job of trying to repair the PM's battered reputation. But not all is lost. Enter Jenny Morrison. Funny, relatable and likeable. She's just about everything her husband's critics say he isn't. I fucking hate this. Off the bat. (laughs) First of all, why is he discussing Scott Morrison like he's the fucking Loch Ness monster? Like, yeah, like, oh, the mythical beast, the man in power. But all is not lost. His wife's here. What the fuck? At that point, I realised... Despite the fact that I had ha- I had been quite drunk, that I wasn't drunk enough to watch this. <laughs> I was only like five drinks in at that point in like twenty minutes, and then decided I needed to drink some more because <laughs> I I was like expecting it to be bad. Like I watched all of Alan Jones's show for this podcast, mm. his YouTube show, but even then, this was just worse. Like when I watched that part, I was worried because I've seen a lot of rom coms, mm. and mm, so my same. assumption was that this was setting up for an arc where Jenny's going to end up with Carl. <laughs> I yes. think I'd love to see that. Like, because if you start like that, then that there's only one way for that to go, and we already know what Scott Morrison's like. So of course it was curry night, and oh, so really, the, the traditional curry and margaritas. And, and did they, Carl Stevanovic have a margarita? Yeah. So um, Jenny made margaritas <laughs> for Carl. They also so they do talk about some of the real issues, like Hawaii, um, they talk about how Hawaii was all Jenny's fault. <laughs> and Scott Morrison had nothing to do with it. Is there clips of this? Well, there was one very important um, scoop that Carl got about um, Scott Morrison. 16, I heard you had two weeks off there at some point. Um, can I you know. reveal to the nation what that was about? He broke up because he was keen on another girl. What? Yes. 
Uh, what? So that was the first big reveal from <laughs> Carl, is that I they broke I up was, for two weeks. I wish I was dead. <laughs> I fucking hate this so much. Okay, because here's the thing. This country sucks on a fundamental so many levels, but like misogyny in this country is also really bad. So you just know that this article came out and people use it as an excuse. Like, listen, critiques got on all of his policies, what you want. But like to make it all about Jenny means that there were a bunch of fuckheads on the internet after this going, oh, Jenny wears the pants in this face. It's just going to fucking enable all this. Oh, I hate it. Also like Jim Mallow made the fantastic point on Twitter that if you're going to, like the whole point of the interview is to try to fix the issue that Scott Morrison has with female voters. Mm. But for some reason, they instead decided to just throw Jenny under the bus and blame all of Scott Morrison's problems on Jenny. And then at one point, Jenny says that she knows the work that goes into being prime minister and how to do it. They're just sort of trying to imply that Jenny currently is the prime minister throughout the entire piece. <laughs> well, so we, we've got our second female prime minister. Obviously, there was um, some more serious points. Uh, Jenny gave a very long talk about what her talk with Scott regarding... Um, what happened to Brittany Higgins was about. And then they also talked about Grace Tame and how Jenny is disappointed that Grace Tame wasn't polite. For your daughters, if they look up to a Grace Tame, you know, one day for what Grace Tame can do and make in terms of the decisions she makes about her own life, is that something that you want your daughters to grow up to be like? I want my daughters to grow up to be fierce, strong, independent, and I think they can still do that and show kindness to other people and be polite. So that's the thing, is they want Grace Tame, but a polite sort of they want subservient like a, version yeah, of Grace Yeah, they Tame. want one that's like, not, they want one that is a strong woman, but not if it means that it's going to come and like get yeah. in the way of men. I think Gabby's crying. Yeah, Gabby's fully looking like she's having I a- just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't actually give a flying fuck about what Scott Morrison's family are doing or what, like my question is why sell this on the angle that we're going to find out about Scott Morrison and then he literally hides behind his own fucking family at this point. Take some fucking accountability, do the interview, you fucking dickhead. So, but, but, no, but I suppose the question is will this work? Like he, he does have a huge problem with 25 to 45 year old women. And I'm sure that getting his wife to answer every question has fixed that problem. So, so John, you've watched it. Mm-hmm. Drunk. Does this change your opinion? Are you going to vote for Scott Morrison in the next election? I'm still not going to vote for Scott Morrison in the next election. Mm. But it also, like, but I'm still <laughs> hoping to see what comes next between Jenny and Carl. Like, because they yes. have chemistry the entire time and he clearly yes. thinks that she should be the next prime minister. I think we just found the void that fills neighbours' spot. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. I don't want to shock you, Charles and Gabby, but (laughs) something interesting has been happening in Canberra. Oh, that would be a first. I know. There's a huge convoy to Canberra. A whole lot of anti-vax protesters have gone to Canberra to try and get change. I mean, have they learned nothing from observing (laughs) others? You don't go to Canberra to try and get change. Oh, of course they haven't learned 
anything from Sebastian there. Any vaxxers? Anyway. No, no, but I, I heard there was 2 million people there. In Canberra? Yeah, 2 million um, anti-vaxxers. Because I, I, I got some emails. I subscribed to one of their email lists. Why? And they claimed that 2 million people had turned up. Oh, anti-vaxxers. Well, of course they can't count or deal with data. So, yeah, that, that <laughs> makes total sense. But, look, this whole thing has actually started from Ottawa where truckers have shut the border between Canada and the United States, um, which I, I suppose is really hurting the maple syrup industry or something. But <laughs> it's quite huge. Like the point, the notion that you can actually just park trucks and just close a part of a country off from another part. Yeah. It's pretty full on. This is a huge protest. Mm. And so, of course, being um, the Canberra version, it's quite a lot pissier than the international mm. version. But what they did first was they went to camp near the library. And can you imagine how excited the library staff would have been at the notion of a crowd of people turning up to the National Library? <laughs> they would have loved it. They would yeah, have been going, like, oh my God, a customer. Now, if everyone yeah, can exactly. just be a little bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work. So the police moved them on from the National Library. And they went to a place called Epic. Have you guys heard of Epic? No. I was very intrigued. I thought, wow, is this some sort of extreme sports venue or something? Yeah. No, it's just a boring exhibition centre. Oh. So they've gone there. And uh, huge numbers that people can't get rid of them. And they've been using the language of sensible people. So they've been talking about their mental health and how the vaccine vaccine mandates affect them and it's awful. And in the course of doing this, they managed to shut down the book fair that raises money for Lifeline. So actual mental health got massively affected. Yeah, they they raised heaps of money. It's their one big day of the year. And they couldn't have it on the weekend because of the anti-vaxxers. So, well done. Good job. So, I mean, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, this is a moment for national leadership. There's a crisis in the capital. Oh, for fuck's sake. What do you reckon he does? I reckon he fucked off. I'm not even going to pretend to joke about what he did. He probably fucked off, didn't he? Am I right? Uh, no. He came out and he said, I understand you. What? It's a free country. What? And then his go-to line throughout the whole of the pandemic, it's the state's fault. Don't blame me. Uh, so I'll quote on. him. He where, said, where in that conversation did he say, you're lucky I didn't shoot you? He didn't because they weren't women. Oh. They were mostly angry men. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what he was actually saying was, um, thanks for coming to Canberra, but uh, you're actually in the wrong place. Yes. <laughs> yes. He was trying to get them to go to the state. So rather than actually like yeah. getting them to disperse or trying yeah. to change their mind, he just said, yeah. can you do this giant protest like in the state capitals instead? Yeah. It's not my fault. So but the question becomes, there are these huge crowds, whether or not you agree with them, it's the tactics of the problem. It's shutting down cities and, and shutting down lifeline book fairs, for heaven's sake. Yeah, fuck. So I the draw question the line. Is, yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do we disperse these people? And I want to go to New Zealand on this because the oh, speaker yeah. of – there's another one in Wellington, because of course there is. All the world's most boring cities have these <laughs> things. Um, and the speaker of the New Zealand parliament, Trevor Mallard, has been experimenting with ways to get them to disperse. And at first he, he tried to sort of ask them and so on and have all these men. What he started doing is blasting out songs through high-powered speakers. Amazing. Uh, together with pro-vaccine advertising. You know what's crazy? This I know this will work because nothing made me want to leave my house more than my neighbour blasting music all last year. Well, that's true. So I've, I've got some of the songs that he's played here. Oh, yeah. And I want you to rate the effectiveness Fuck yeah. of these songs. I right? love Let me know if you game. think these will work. All right. Let's try number one. See, I feel like either they're going to disperse or do an amazing mass dance. Yeah. Yeah. Look. 
So that, yeah, that was big in the mid 1990s. I right. can tell you and exactly when it was big. Actually, 1995. Fact, no, the month I was born, that was the Amazing. number one song. It was 1996 August. 1996. That so a lot. that just brings back good memories. I yeah, remember, I'd stay. I remember picking up to that song. That's upsetting. <laughs> That's really okay. upsetting. So that one doesn't work. Let's check. Let's check out number two. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. Hey, it's James Blunt. What I love about this. Look, uh, I'm sorry, but like, I like that song. I know I'm not supposed to like that song. I fucking love that song. Yeah. I fucking love that That's song. That's a great song. Completely unironic. Yes. This is not working, Dom. Yeah. Dom. I hate that song. So far, but you've picked what, my two favourite songs. I mean, <laughs> what, what I love about that song, right, is that the reason why that is on the list is because on Twitter, James, James Blunt volunteered. He said, oh, if you're playing terrible songs, <laughs> make sure you play mine. What a king. But no, it wouldn't work. You'd catch me standing there yeah. Hillsong right. style. I'd be like, so hand in the air. I think this is increasing. We're none from two. All right, let's try the next one. Baby shake. Charles, how do you like? How can you possibly like this? All right. I've got good this memories of me. that song. No, you've lost be- me. Because my kids used to love that song. That and is... we used to dance in, you know, when they were young. You couldn't possibly have liked that song that's for like the two fucked. solid years that it was on high rotation. <laughs> that I think that's torture. I um, um, yeah, you know, you get rid of me with that one. I yeah. can't stand Baby Shark. So I'm no, I'm I'm literally googling flights to Auckland <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> this sounds like the greatest now, concert ever. I'm very pleased to say that, and this genuinely was played outside the New Zealand Parliament. Okay. The next song is one that's very dear to Chaser fans. <laughs> <laughs> this is a viral song from the mid-2000s And we love it because the singer, Edward Kill Looks ridiculously like Craig I'm so glad to hear Craig's doing well, honestly <laughs> Forget War on Waste The yeah. Troll Low song was the highlight of his career wow. And then I think, I challenge even someone with the taste of Charles I reckon <laughs> you would be leaving the parliament with this final one This is the ultimate song All right. Because not only is it a terrible song it is a terrible song performed on a recorder. Get out. I, I already know what this is. This is hilarious. I was watching Titanic with my son on on the weekend. Oh. See, I'm familiar <laughs> with this. Did this they honestly play this? They did. There's a Spotify <laughs> playlist actually of all bit. the songs people recommend. This is my favourite bit. <laughs> <laughs> This is all over TikTok. So. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the fact that it's it's a little bit sharp (laughs) kills me. And so in result, in response to this, um, opposition politicians in New Zealand have criticised the speaker for this tactic and said, it's like he thinks he's Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone and a few silly pranks will scare the the trespassers away. What's next? Placing buckets of water on doors left ajar. That's a guy called David Seymour. I say bring it. Yes. If Home Alone pranks are what we need to get rid of these, there's a giant water spout in the middle of Lake Pearly Griffin. Turn it on the protesters. I love it. To this, I want an album of these. 
Can you imagine the Home Alone theme? There actually is the Home Alone theme with the shitty recorder. If you probably is, and look, it's brilliant. If the anti-vaxxers can withstand this, I reckon let them have Canberra. Our gears from Road Microphones are part of the ACAST Creator Network, and the shit recorder was by Matt Mulholland. Check him out on YouTube; he's very funny. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.